Good morning. Welcome to the 30-Day Healthy and Happy Challenge. The 30-Day Challenge is designed to develop essential habits that will improve your health and happiness. Log in at solanofit.com with your email address to get your 30-day calendar. Today is day 19. Are you ready? You are now listening to the Solano Fit Podcast, featuring fitness to change your life and inspiration to live your best. Here's your host, O. Johnson. The possibilities are endless. Shoot for the sky. The sky is the limit. You have limitless potential. You can have it all. So do it all. These and other sayings are inspiring. They encourage us to consider new horizons, to dare beyond the norm or common restrictions. Live limitless, some might say. But applied in the wrong circumstances, limitlessness can be bad. How does the saying go? Too much of a good thing? It is possible to have too much food, too much money, too much fame, or even too much free time. And often when it comes to focus or excellence, it's the appreciation and the application of limits that can guide us to where we want to go. Yes, you can do anything you set your mind to, but then you have to limit yourself to the one thing at the exclusion of the other things. At some point, you have to limit all distraction and start. There are all kinds of limits over which you have little control time, age, or illness, some of them imposed at no fault of your own. But this is a vote for limits that you can consciously create for your own benefit. So today we're discussing limits, one of a three-part tiny series I call The Limit Lectures, exploring limits and how healthy and happy they can help us be. So for our first venture into a life that welcomes limits, let's consider the saying, you are what you eat. The idea that everything from your body to your brain is replenished and energized by the food you ingest is widely accepted, if not widely applied. Statistics on American weight gain and cardiovascular disease since the late 60s tell the story of what happens to a people when they eat more carbohydrates, more sugar, and more sodium. What happens is that we welcome rampant disease. The end. But not so fast. In response... Some Americans have voluntarily limited their food to vegetables, while others have cut out animal products or carbohydrates. Now, what's wrong and what's right? It all depends on your particular goals and your biology, so I can't say for sure. It's consideration of limits for you that's important, because even just constant seeking of pleasure has a point of diminishing return. Are you familiar with hedonic adaptation? It's called the hedonic treadmill, or a relating concept, the development of tolerance. It's the point at which our brains have grown so accustomed to a substance or activity that we experience less enthusiasm for it over time. The addictive response is to increase the volume of said substance or activity to experience a similar high. We do it with drugs, illicit and prescribed. We do it with sex, and most often, food. But if you limit yourself, then in more cases than not, less will be more. You will allow your brain to enjoy a thing both psychologically and physiologically, but at a lower volume. In this specific instance, a limit to the types or the quantity of food we eat can be a boon to your health. Lowering sugar, sodium, and carbohydrates will lower your risk of cardiovascular disease, unwanted weight gain, and diabetes to boot. I've experimented with limits as well. I did the vegan thing for about 90 days earlier this year without a whole lot of difficulty, but my sugar content also skyrocketed. So I realized, one, I may have a sugar addiction, and two, who said I had to be a vegan or a vegetarian for the rest of my life? What about just no meat Mondays? But with the recent research on autophagy and intermittent fasting, I self-started a program where I eat as normally as I do, just five days a week, 
but day six is reserved for raw fruits and vegetables and water, and day seven is just water. It's been about two months or so, and so far, so good. Now, I'm not fasting with any weight focus at all, or anything discreet like that, but studies do show that just after eight hours of fasting, the body enters what's called glucogenesis, where basically the body burns more calories. I put a great article in the show notes to shed some light on what you can realistically expect with an eight-hour or longer fast. For me, it's more of a mind and focus thing, as I've also instituted a variety of daily mindfulness practices. Essentially, it all came about after a year of realizing that in addition to a daily exercise routine, there were things that I could subtract that could increase my energy and vitality as well. So far, it's relaxed my digestive system, and it's helped me stay focused and calm. It's given me a sense of control over years of impulsive eating and grazing. I've realized I don't need all that food, and honestly, a lot of the times I'm not hungry. I'm just bored. Yes, it can be hard during events or when my wife or daughter makes cookies, but for special, special events, I'll make an exception. Now, if you think such a change unconscionable, understand that your taste buds change over every 10 days or so. That means you can literally limit salt and sugar in under two weeks, not appreciate the difference. I've included a neat video on taming your tongue in the show notes too. So think to yourself, how can less at the kitchen table be more for you? A small limit might just cascade into huge results for you over time. Join me tomorrow for day two of Limit Lectures. I'll see you then.